Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kyle Tolzman, and you're listening to the Against All Average Podcast, episode 15, the show where business owners and entrepreneurs come to learn the skills and mindset to lead exceptional lives. Today, I am joined by the one and only Jake. I'd rather take my shoes off and have a nice walk in the sand than ride a Ferris wheel at the fair. oh god that's not even true though like i love riding the ferris wheel like that's the best part i think about about you know the industry i work in it's all events related you're just like going saying hi to your customers like oh i'm so happy to be here hey you got some free ride passes because me and the team want to go ride the ferris wheel you know what i'm saying (laughs) oh gosh that's awesome that's what you get an introduction like that when you forget to add an introduction in there and you have to just pull something right out of your behind right as you're rolling through it was pretty great hey so i know we're big coffee people you know coffee's for closers don't really like the line but we have to have our coffee right because we're so jacked up all the time we got to get there somehow i've had it had an experience a couple times where you get your coffee you're super jacked up you grab it by a lid it's like a completely new wardrobe has that ever oh, happened dude, to you? I get you. I, I, I get you. This morning, actually, I was, I was going to, it's called the Human Bean Coffee Shop. It's in downtown Hillsboro. And I took my daughter, Kenna, and the other ones were just chilling at home. And uh, the top of the lid on one of the two coffees that I got started leaking. And I have a newer truck, 2020. Um, so I don't really like coffee getting spilled all over, right? So... It's one drop and then another drop. I try to take a drink and it's way too freaking hot. And then I'm starting to get really irritated as I drive by the car- the courthouse and there's just a pool of coffee in my center console. It's starting to leak over onto the seat. And so I open up the top of the coffee and just as I'm, just as I'm trying to put it back on, like the light turns green and I decide to take the brake off and I just launch coffee all over oh my crotch holding <laughs> hot coffee like my leg is still red from all the freaking coffee i dumped all over me so my three-year-old daughter's in the back seat i'm trying my hardest not to swear keep composure still like follow traffic laws and i, I am on freaking fire if i don't need to go into more detail but I was on fire. And so, yeah, I have been upset when my coffee wasn't delivered just right. How hard is it to freaking have a cap that does what it is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to keep hot contents off of, yeah, you get it. Things that should not have hot contents Things. on it. Right. And you know, this yeah, it's conveniently, I didn't plan it out this way, but it's going to work out great of, what would you do if you were on your way to a business meeting and your crotch looked like you had a little, little uh-oh? So Ooh, what would you we're, do? Mm, well, we're going to tie that in after we give our amazing sponsor the plug they deserve. Oh, yeah. We love our sponsors on the Against All Average podcast, especially fame. When you need all your digital products looking their best, call our friends at fame. That's F. A-E-M, fame. And if you can't picture it, it's all in capital letters. F-A-E-M, fame, pro services. If you need a new website, 
You need custom graphics. You need social media management that will help your business thrive. Reach out to our friends at Fame Pro Services and they'll get you taken care of, right, Jake? You got it, buddy. The team's got you back. <laughs> all right. In this quick hitter episode, we'll be talking about all things that are weird, funny. I don't even know what that word is. And oh, prim and proper about the business lifestyle and maybe even some business etiquette. Who, who thought that I would be the, uh, the king of business etiquette? But Jake Spurley, I am. Today, I am the king of business etiquette, and I will make sure that you walk away from this interview as proper as proper can be. Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, we are in for an absolute treat on this episode where Kyle uses his business etiquette. This is the, probably the only time he'll <laughs> use it all year long. Let's hear it. I mean, I guess we can start off with what would you have done? If you were on a on your way to a business meeting and you just spilt coffee like straight down your uh, middle section there. Well, luckily I was wearing jeans, so it wasn't that big of an issue. I would go into the bathroom and I'd pat it down and I'd try to get as dry as possible. I would also think really hard about uh, could I find a chair or something? You know those hand dryers, those blowers? How can mm -hmm. I get my pants as close to a a, a hand dryer as possible? You you can't look around. You can't act like it's weird. You just go in there and you try to start drying off your chonies in the bathroom and try to get them uh, a reasonable, uh, at a reasonable moisture level. If it's white pants or khakis, <clears throat> I don't know. What would you do, Jake? I would straight up find the nearest Goodwill, Target, or Fred Meyer and buy myself a new pair. Like, I, will, I, would, I would not be opposed to going into Goodwill and rocking the most grandpa khakis if it meant I didn't have to wear some like big dude, and, and, and I would, I would one up, I'd one up that like nobody's business three piece suit. Like even if it's business casual where I'm going, if I spill coffee on my khakis, I'm going three piece tweed suit and I'm going to rock it. And anybody that asks me, I'm going to tell them that story. They're going to laugh. And then I'm going to sell them something. Maybe even a they're going to remember more. you. They're going to remember you. It's going to be a great icebreaker. I mean, I guess I didn't, never even thought about this, but like maybe somebody who is always going out doing these interactions, maybe that's just what you do. You have like an extra little like emergency set of clothes in your car. Just like, like kind of like an emergency kit for your car, but emergency yeah. kit for yourself. Yeah. Like uh, some band-aids and a pair of khakis. You, there you, you go. Never, you never know. You never know if you're going to slice your finger and blood's going to get on your khakis and you're going to need a Band-Aid and some trunk khakis. True. So when, I guess when you, so we're at the meeting now. We got our, we got our whole pants thing figured out, coffee's everywhere, whatever. When is it appropriate and how often should you shake somebody's hand, right? Because like, especially in interviews, like, oh, don't shake their hand at the beginning, shake their hand afterward. What do you think is the appropriate handshaking methodology and timing? Man, I think we shouldn't even spend more than 30 seconds on a topic that's so freaking ridiculous. If, you, if somebody reaches out their hand, you shake it. Okay. When you leave a meeting, you shake hands. If people want to shake your hand, you shake hands. You'll be a mayor. You'll be a handshaker, kissing babies, shaking hands. That's what you do as a professional. And if you want to be viewed as a leader, 
then shake a firm handshake if somebody reaches out their hands. You got to kind of check out the vibe in the room. Do people just want to sit and chill? Don't try to get everybody out of their seats and shaking hands and, and change the energy in the room right away. You've got to work on getting into that. That is overplayed if you're trying to say, oh, I'm going to dominate this interview. I'm going to dominate this meeting because I'm going to shake your hand really hard right now. So that's another topic. But like, Shaking hands, I try to do it when I exit anywhere, whether it's a family function or it's a, uh, an interview. I definitely think that looking people in their eye, thank you for your time and shaking hands is perfect. But make sure that you don't try to crush somebody's hands, especially you fine gentlemen out there. Do not think that you're going to dominate a meeting by asserting dominance with a handshake. It is the most ridiculous thing, and you're going to come off as a complete freaking douchebag. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So you just talked, you just brought up now the new topic of getting the vibe of the meeting. How do you get the vibe when nobody's talking or you have all these standoffish people? Like, like what's your way of just getting the vibe for people who are, Antisocial. Man, I'm going to have to go back to episode. Actually, it's going to be the next episode. It's going to be Friday's episode when you're listening to this. We interviewed Dalton Hatcher. Dalton Van Hatcher, excuse me. I've known him my whole life. Dalton D Money Van Hatcher. Thank you. Anyways. D D D D Money. Uh, <laughs> but like, but Dalton, like, he had it perfect, right? When you talk to people, he had a little acronym, and the first one was Story. If somebody is not understanding you, not understanding your vibe, pull them in with a crazy story that somehow, some way will sort of trickle into either answering their questions or just entertaining the room. Because you got to either tell the story of your brand or tell a personal story so that they connect with you. I think that will change the vibe more so than anything. Because the worst thing is talking to the, the blank stare and people are twiddling their thumbs and the phones start coming out. Ooh, that's bad. If people's cell phones start coming out, you better start telling the craziest story you have ever heard of just to get them interested. And then somehow, oh, I digress and uh, get back into business. I think that's how you change a vibe, Jake. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would totally agree. And I think especially if nobody is, I mean, it's a bold move. This is a bold flipping move. If nobody's talking, everybody's just prim and proper. Like, I have always taken the risk of like making a joke or trying to get them to smile. Like I know if I can get them to crack a smirk, a smile, a little ha ha, I know I've won for the day, especially if they're all like, sir, yes, sir. I'm the CEO. Like, I don't like you. Why are you here? Try like open it up. Nobody likes, everybody likes to have a good time, right? Find that little niche, you know, make them smile, embarrass yourself. I think embarrassing yourself is not only a bold move, but the other, like the opposition, the people you're in the meeting with are also going to respect you a lot more that you put yourself out on a little embarrassing yourself in front of a decision maker or whoever. And just to be yourself, right? Like I, I'll go into some story. Like I have more dry humor than I have like excitable humor. You can probably tell by my voice, but like you got to do you right. And, and what's the worst that can happen? The worst that could happen is you didn't try. Yep. You didn't 100%. try. And so you just go in there and, and you, you freaking lay it on the line. You roll the dice. 
man, I love it. You just bring that, that fake dice with you in your hand. You just roll it right on the table. It's just like, let's go. I have nothing to lose. My back's against the wall. I either close or I go home. I either get the job or I go home. Let's have some fun with this. Let's learn from this, but be yourself. Don't be fake energy. If you're not a high energy person, don't be all crazy smiley. People are going to be like, what is his issue? Like I'm not hiring him or I'm not doing business with him. He's legitimately uh, borderline has some problems. So he was doing some stuff in the car. Yeah. They might think you're doing drugs for heaven's sakes. (laughs) Holy moly. Yeah. But uh, I I think that's how you could liven up a meeting. I'll tell you another one of my pet peeves while we're talking business, business etiquette, too much perfume or too much cologne. Really? Oh, I hate it. I mean, because like for me, if I don't know, maybe this is weird. Maybe this is like TMI or something. But if I notice another male's cologne, I automatically think like, not that they're higher class, but they're like the dominant of the group already. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's not don't wear cologne. It is not don't wear perfume. Please wear both. Some scents are are just delicious. I love the fragrance, right? But if you're hammering that on where I can smell that 20 feet away, if it completely fills a boardroom and I'm at one end and you're at the other, it makes, uh, it's just gross. And there's a lot of people with allergies. There's a lot of people that get headaches from heavy scents, whether it's uh, heavy perfume or, you know, industrial types of scents like asphalt and all those different things that get people, they smell it and it just immediately just gives them a headache. So I just like, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put on a ton because I think you're going to rub more people the wrong way than you are the right way when you're wearing too much cologne. Uh, But some people put it on, they feel good about themselves. They smell good. On the other hand, Let's talk about taking a shower and putting on some freaking deodorant. We all know some some people in our business space that, man, they are sweating all day long and they refuse to reapply some antiperspirant. Oh, man, that's a, that's a whole nother issue, Jake. Do we really have to bring this up? I mean, like, didn't your mama teach you, right? You take a shower, you put on deodorant, and you have, go throughout the day. If you sweat through your stuff, you probably need to you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself type of deal, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like some parents must not have because I have smelt some absolute funk in some of the staff meetings that I've gone to and some of the board meetings I've gone to and just talking to people. It's like, Hey, if you're a sweater, there is clinical grade antiperspirant for your beautiful armpits. Okay. We don't need that stank on the shirt. Okay, we don't need that over because because real body odor is so freaking strong. It's, yeah. it's it's worse than than perfume or cologne, and so I think it's just super important that uh, you wash your damn armpits. How so? But do you call them out if they're sweating through? I mean, because what if they just don't know? It, it's kind of like if you got a bug on your nose. Like I would want someone to be like, "Yo, you got you know." Well, something right there. Do you tell them? Do you not? Do you let them like just make idiots out of themselves? Yeah, here's the thing. Your, your employees, if, if I'm talking from an entrepreneur standpoint, I'm talking from a business owner standpoint right now, your employees have to know that you are always looking out for their best interest. And so you from the top would have that awkward, have that awkward conversation with the employee. You can try to beat around the bush and have a, um, have a little meeting and say, Hey, just a reminder, we're going to be a little, we need to make sure that we're a little bit lighter on the cologne. 
we need to make sure that we're a little bit lighter on the perfume and make sure some of us have stinkier body odor than others. So make sure that we're applying deodorant, antiperspirant, showering regularly, etc. It's a growing concern right now in our, in our uh, office space. You can take it like that. But like the other 56 people don't need to know about this issue that is not theirs it's just that you feel weird about it i mean it's a it's a tough one you have the same thing in teaching where you have a student that uh, either doesn't take care of themselves very well or they don't have the finances to even afford deodorant consistently or have a shower every single day it's an awkward conversation but if you come from a place of wanting to help and they know and trust you it should go a heck of a lot better if you're just being real with them. And obviously you're not making fun of them as you're talking to them or anything like that. Because as we know, some people just are, are stinkier beasts than others. Right, right. So do you think body odor and a lot of perfume cologne is worse than really bad breath? Or do you think the cologne is like, not as bad? Ooh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I always... Uh, I was listening to Brad Lee's podcast. I think it's called Dropping Bombs. And he's always talking about brush your damn teeth and, <laughs> and put in a mint or whatever. I don't know. It's, a, it's tough because if you're going to have a 10-minute conversation with somebody one-on-one -on -one and they have bad breath, that is a long 10 minutes. And you're not thinking about anything they're saying besides, oh my goodness, like I'm being respectful here, but like I can't get away from you fast enough because your breath stinks. And then I'm not going to follow up. I'm not going to have any one-on-one -on -one or individual face-to-face -face conversation with you if you're not taking care of your, uh, taking care of your mouth and your hygiene. And uh, it's, it's something that needs to be done. You need a floss. You need a brush. You need to go to the dentist twice a year. You need to get your stuff taken care of. Do you put a breath mint in before, during, or are you more of a gum type of guy? Because I'm more of a gum type of guy. Like on my drive there, pop in a gum, you know, chew it, chew it so that, you know, the mintiness actually gets saturated into my gums or whatever. Right. And then either I'll toss it before I walk in or I'll just walk in with it. Because then like if I'm super nervous, it gives me something to kind of like chew on and like reduce the nerves. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw in an Altoid or something like that, like a really strong mint if it's, if it's a high stakes type of interview, but I'm not constantly chewing gum. I'm not constantly uh, eating mints, those types of things. But again, I do, I do try to brush my teeth and floss and those types of things and give yourself the old, uh, the breath test. If you put your hand in front of your mouth and you blow on your, out of your mouth, it ricochets off your hand, up your nose. If you can smell any funk, funky funk funk there, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's time for a triple Altoid. It, it is definitely time. Right, right. Jeez. I, it's like, I, are, are we really filming this? I, I mean, like, know. is it, is this real life? I mean, I I th know. it's so, I don't know. You know how, sometimes you listen to somebody else and you're like, wow, that was like most basic thing that person said, but that just absolutely blew my mind. It's not about it being new or original content. It's just that you need to hear it, right? Like doing all these things isn't something new and something we're just, you know, dropping bombs on the Against Flowers podcast. Like we just think you need to hear it right now. So you're welcome. Yeah. If, if your mom and dad haven't taught you the basics, like, I guess I'll be your dad for the day. Jake can be your mom. That was a low blow, but all right. I'll be mom for the day. That's fine. That's fine. So I wasn't being mean, Jake. I, I just think that you could help him out. Or, hey, we can both be dads. It's all good.
Yes. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. So what do you never bring to a meeting or a professional setting? What do I never bring or never bring up? Restate that question. What were you saying? Well, actually both. Like, I feel like something you should, how about never bring up? Because I was kind of going along lines of, hey, you should never bring X to this meeting. Like, hey, never bring a clipboard. You look like a, you know, nerd. But ne- never bring up. How about that? I don't know. This one might be better for you. I would say, I'd say never bring up dramatic situations, especially like best friends, um, boyfriends, girlfriends. Like if it's not simple, if it's not short, it's not to the point, don't bring it up. If it creates drama or unrest, or it was a emotionally triggering emotionally triggering experience for you that's definitely like your fifth year of employment to your close friend it's nothing that you're going to be bringing up constantly because the worst environments the worst work environments are those that are just drama city where everything is a big deal everybody wants to talk about their outside lives more than their inside lives. Like, holy smokes, you should be focusing on your job, on the customer. Like if you're focusing on those other things and you're bringing up any of the dirt and baggage in your life, and it's not like on a lunch break to a close friend, you're really going to drag the culture of that company down. So I would say like anything that's emotionally triggering to either you or the people around you. And here's the tough part. Some people just don't understand what is and what is not dramatic because their whole life is a drama filled. And this isn't male, it's not female. It's, it's, there are some folks that just thrive in the drama. They thrive off the, the highs and the lows and they hate stability. They love how unstable everything is. And so they cr- try to create their work life to match how unstable their existing life is. And that, just does not create a positive working culture in it. I don't know. That's, that's bad juju. Yeah. I know one thing for me that I've just stopped bringing up or asking is how's the wife? How's the, how's the significant other? Um, Because I've gotten awkwardly caught with basically my pants down twice now. Um, And it's just super, Hey, how's the wife? Like, Oh, we're getting a horse. Oh oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, buddy. Um, eHarmony.com, they'll get you taken care of after that. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just hot. Like, like I under if you're super super duper duper close to them, it makes sense. But like, I swear, the guy I asked it to, he posted a picture like with his wife, like not even a couple weeks before. So I, right. I thought I was totally in the clear, but it goes to show how quickly things can change. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're always going to run into some awkward situations, but did you come at it from the right place, Jake? Did you genuinely want to know how the family was? I actually did because I, the guy friend requested me on Facebook, which I usually don't accept those things if they're customers or like in the professional setting. I try and like, you know, pawn it off to LinkedIn, but I accepted it. And like, we kind of knew each other, we're kind of following each other on social media and whatever so I was genuinely curious because they are like they well they were the yin to the yang right like they were constantly traveling but they really you know did well together and like their life was kind of like organized chaos and I always thought it was 
uh, really admirable. Like they were, they lived in different states, just crazy life. So I was genuinely curious, like, hey, like, how are things going? You know, this is kind of getting your busy season because he's a, um, a concessionaire from Texas. Right. And so it was kind of getting into the summertime and things were going to start getting busy. And yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't like too awkward, but it was definitely like, a, oh, oh, yikes, like reality check. Don't ask that ever again. Ah, yeah, I always, I always kind of go back. Did I approach it from the right space? And am I more embarrassed than them? And I just kind of think of those two things. And at some point you're going to screw up. And if you're actually doing business all the time, you're going to ask the wrong question, especially if you're trying to really get to know someone and really figure out their pain points, you're going to screw up. And not that you screwed up. You just hit something that you weren't ready for, or the other person on the other side was not ready to talk about yet. But I think going there is essential to being successful in sales. Yeah, no, I agree. What do you kind of switching gears here, but also on kind of etiquette and stuff when you're taking a customer out to a lunch or a restaurant, or you're just going to a restaurant in a business setting, as we're talking about, what do you order? Because myself, I want me like the big, like quarter pounder with cheese, extra bacon, you know, extra barbecue sauce. Like I want to <laughs> wear it and, or like a big, just fat steak. But right. I mean, you can't be too messy, right? Like, what do you get? I don't know. I, I think what I try to do is I try to get them to order first. And I yes. don't, I don't want to order the, um, the most expensive thing on the menu that just is a, that's just a low, it's a dirt ball move. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this is gonna be great. I can, I don't even have to pay for this steak. It makes you come from a place of, uh, of not leadership. Like they don't look at you as an equal. If you're going to pull off the dirt ball move of the most expensive drink, the most expensive entree, and you're going like that. So I would try to always pick something in the middle of the road price range for that restaurant. And, um, just make sure you're, you're saying your pleases and thank yous and uh, being genuine about it. And, um, keeping your head in the right place while you're at that lunch or dinner that at the end of the day, they're paying for your meal because they're trying to do business with you and just be respectful of that and um, try to keep the focus there. Not the whole time they're trying to meet you. You're trying to meet them, but uh, always think about how, how can we turn this back into business? And if we can't do a deal here, how could we help each other? Right. Right. And I mean, we're talking about, you know, business and life and whatever. And I've really, you said, make them order first. That is like, my go-to trick um, in a relationship is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You order first, honey. You order first, because you know <laughs> if you get if you get some like big burger, you know she might feel, oh my gosh, she's getting a burger. You know, no, you order first, and then I'm gonna order a salad while you order your burger. You know, like right. oh, but that's even this little topic is so relatable to sales, lifestyle, anything. Like, let listen and observe and watch the other person take the action and you can mirror that action or match the vibe it all ties together yeah and like how does a five-year-old like my son he, he started going on the school bus for the first time last year how does he know how to ride on a school bus how does he know the rules observation mm -hmm. oh susie and jeremy they're both sitting down they're being respectful they're being quiet they said hello to the bus driver they said thank you when they got off the bus 
observation can get you through a lot of these business etiquette types of scenarios and situations. But sometimes people just, I don't know. People are weird, yeah. man. Yeah. People are weird. I, I'm weird. I know I'm weird, but we all people, know are always, people are always weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. What do you think about storing notes on customers or just during the thing? Cause like one of my tricks that I did not come up with, uh, my brother taught me this is, um, directly after a meeting, go into that person's contacts and just write a whole bunch of notes, like their wife's name, which clearly you shouldn't ever ask again, apparently. Uh, you know, how many kids they have, what, you know, their favorite sports team is. What's your take on that? Again, I think if it's coming from a genuine care, write it down. If you're just going to be a sleazeball and, hey, how are the kids? And not know anything about the kids, not actually care about it, but it's just small talk for you. I don't know, do something else. Yeah. It just so yeah. it just comes across so sleazy when you have someone that like looked at their notes for like five seconds and saw that there's three kids and they're just like, Oh, how are the girls doing? And you have four boys. It's one of those <laughs> things like you can really screw it up if you're trying to build rapport from your notes section, but your notes section is screwed because you couldn't remember the conversation and you botched something. It's fine to do it every once in a while. But if you are really caring about your customers, you will remember those things. Like some people are like, oh, I have a bad memory. I can't remember all those things. You didn't spend enough time researching. You didn't spend enough time caring, preparing for the conversations, truly trying to help them uh, on their way. And in whatever way it may be, if it's not doing business with you, you should you should care about people in this world for Pete's sake. Well, she just care for them beyond the sale. I mean, like right. I don't know. That's yeah. That that which is interesting coming from a salesperson's perspective of caring from them because sales were like, Oh, I've got to get the sale. It's all about the sale. Actually. It's not, you know, if you haven't heard before, it's not, you should care about the person because like you will listen to an episode 16. Um, it's about trust and you have to get trust before you can get the sale. Oh, absolutely. Hey, here's, here's a funny one. We'll, we'll get away from that. And a funny one. You're in a important sales meeting. There's only six people at the table and you have got to poop so bad. And oh, gosh. There is, you can't hold it. Like there is no, there is no, like you've already thought about it for the past 15 minutes and it's go time. Like you have got to excuse yourself. What do you do? Well, I think there's two scenarios. Um, one, if you're standing up, try and sit the meeting down. <laughs> um, and if you're already sitting down and like that methodology is not working for you, um, I guess you could say a couple things like, hey, where's the nearest water fountain? I'm just feeling, feeling really parched, you know, and you absolutely sprint to the bathroom. You military style shoot like a cannon. And you sprint back like the fastest thing you've ever done. Like Usain Bolt, let's go. Um, I mean, I guess another, another like cop out could be, um, God, I don't even know. Maybe you just ask like, hey, I've been drinking a lot of water. Like, where's the nearest restaurant? You can make a joke out of it. Hey, you know, I was chugging water. It's a hot day. You know, it's raining. You know, where's the nearest bathroom? You know, just go and like, but you have to be super discreet. Like sprint. And here, the other thing how that is, I, how is sprinting discreet? 
Like, <laughs> fast walking. Once you're in the bathroom door, you sprint down into the freaking, into the stall, whatever it is. If it's a small office or a small company and you know there's straight up one bathroom for the whole office, there's this beautiful little liquid bottle called poopery. And you take that thing and you put it in your pocket no matter where you're going because that will save your life. Do you know what poopery is, Kyle? Yeah, the, their YouTube. Okay. you can find it on YouTube if you type in poopery. It's some of the most amazing advertisements I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. that's, uh, that's definitely one to carry with you. If you don't have any poopery with you, though, is as you're pooping, hit the flusher right at the same time. Get her down. That's the old courtesy flush right there. And just keep on sending that flusher going as long as you're pooping. And uh, that'll, uh, that'll give you a little uh, props when you, you get out of there. And I don't know. I, I, think, I think needing to use the restroom is human. Stand up. Where's your net? Where, excuse me. Where's your nearest restroom? I really need to go to the bathroom. Just freaking own it. Does does would I look at somebody and just be like, oh, they have to go to the bathroom? Like I feel bad for them, right? It's just like, yeah, that's fine. Go go do your duty, right? But uh, I think if it's all sketchy, like uh, uh, where's the bathroom, and you wait too long or something, that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be a serious issue. You're going to have something worse than a coffee stain if you wait too long. Oh boy, we didn't need to take it that far. That was visuals. Hey, we didn't need to, <laughs> but you know the listeners freaking love it. Uh, but we did. <laughs> Do you have any other business etiquettes to go over, Jake? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure there's something that we're missing, you know, that. Just oh, hey, I've got up. one. I've got one. The last one, if you don't have one, is Uh-oh. super aromatic foods like tuna fish sandwich for lunch, and you have a Ooh. small lunchroom. Ah, or uh, warming up fish in the microwave. Those are, those are some, those are also some no nos. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Aromatic food. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, there's nothing nothing worse than just walking in and just smelling straight tuna breath. They're just too, just airing in the air. It's yeah, like, whoa, am I at a fish market? Where am I at? Yeah, try to go on a sales call after warming up some fish in the microwave for lunch. Mm. Ugh. You'll no be the thanks. worst catch of the day. <laughs> that was a good one. But, um, oh man. Hey, let's uh let's get this one all wrapped up. In order to grow the podcast, we need your help. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and tell a friend about every episode you find value in and share the episode on your favorite social media platform. If you like the episode, please rate the episode the highest possible star ranking you possibly can because you freaking love us and leave us a review. You can find us at Against All Average on all your favorite social media platforms and also at www.againstalleverage.com. Another big shout out to this episode's sponsor, Fame Pro Services. And with that, we thank you for listening to episode 15 of the Against All Average Podcast. Uh Excuse me. We'll see you next time.